This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Tonight on Haters Court, we will see a case of a man that vandalized a record shop in La Habra, California. The defendant up against the owner of the record shop and his clerk of that day. Join now the Honorable Dick Hater. Hear ye, hear ye, everybody in court. Sit the hell down. This is just another case that makes me wish retirement was tomorrow. I hate being in here. I hate wearing this black robe. I hate everybody in here. I hate that suit. I hate that lady sitting back there. I hate you jurors. Now, where's my bailiff? Bailiff! Right here. Are the defendant and prosecutor somewhere in here? I I can't see because... We were out having incredible drinks last night, just hating. Correct, bailiff hater? You know what, Joe? I'm sorry. Your Honor, I cannot say what we were doing, but all I can tell is there was a lot of Jim Beam involved, if you know what I mean. Anyway, yeah, we've got both criminals right here. Introduce yourself to the court. Uh, I've never seen any of these pansies in our court before. Uh, And uh, uh, now everybody, uh, we mean business here in the hater court. Because my bailiff here is not only my brother, but he is a respected (laughs) retired sheriff from the Los Angeles Police Department Rampart Mm -hmm. Division. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Rampart Division. uh, Bailiff? Ladies and gentlemen of the court, uh, allow me to introduce myself uh, as my dear brother. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Your Honor. Had mentioned, I am, uh, of course, his honorable, you uh, honorable, son of a bitch. honorable. Strike the record. Uh, not what Mama said, but anyway, <laughs> Mama always loved me best. Actually, she loved him best. That's why he's the judge. Anyway, well, I'm the judge. Uh, I'm the law. That's right. I am bailiff Dave Despicable Hater. That's right. And today we've got a case, uh, Your Honor, where we've got a gentleman filing lawsuit against this young man who has a very special case that you might want to inform the audience. I hate him because he's young, son of a I bitch. I hate him because they're both out of order. Let's go ahead and hear uh, the prosecution. Uh, dictator, please come up uh, and state what the hell we're doing here. Uh, Your Honor, uh, hater, we're here tonight. This individual who broke into Nihad's record house in La Habra, California, and uh, smashed uh, several vinyl albums, hundreds of cassettes. Now, this is all vintage material, and Mr. Uh, Ihan cannot recover uh, that material, so he's seeking a fiscal amount of $32,000. That's the case, Your Honor. Wow, I see. This individual who looks like he smells like drugs. Bailiff? Can you go over there and, 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 and search the defendant for drugs or weapons? Because if there's anything on him, we're putting him in the goddamn slammer. And you're going to get the rampart system. 
you get your your Nirvana listening son of a monk. I've got I've got it. Hold on to your horses. Mom always said you were the best one, but I can sure tell you're certainly the most bossy one. Yeah, t- turn around, you. Hey boy. Hey boy. Turn around. Well, get you little. What you? What do you got on you? Huh? You got you got weed? What? You got cocaine on you? Huh? If you do, I'll meet you outside. But anyway, uh, no, he's uh, he's uh, free and clear, uh, Your Honor. Hey, what well, you talking to me outside? Let okay, me what you got okay. In, now, in uh, young sir here, uh, state your name for the court. <laughs> yeah, man, my name is uh, Hennessy. I don't have any money, man, because like I don't have a job. You know, I ride my board and listen to tunes, and I started a new band, man. We do a Nirvana uh, uh, a tribute band, Your Honor. Stop right there. Shut your goddamn mouth. Good God, man. I could rub you all over a skillet, bailiff, couldn't we? And make some greasy goddamn bacon off this kid. Now, kid, you are being uh, charged with uh, vandalizing uh, Mr. Uh, What's your name again, sir? Your your honor, your honor. uh, This is bailiff uh, uh, Dave. I I, I plead with you. Allow me to, to beat him into submission, please. I got Rampart, my got my Rampart stick here, and I, I want to beat him into submission. Now, Bailiff Dave, Dave, take him into the back room and, and teach him some respect. All right, let me let me let me take this guy. Let me this young man. I'll, I told you, I told you, you're going to get it, get it, boy. I told you, you're going to respect. That's right. We mean we mean justice in the hater system. Everybody's hated. Everybody out there is is guilty till proven innocent. We hate you all. All of you are in fear. Anyway. Sir, could you state your name and the name of your establishment? Your Honor, uh, my, my first name is Steve. Steve Ihan Wahale, but uh, you can call me Steven. Uh, my I parents just have called named you me. Steven because I, I, that other mumbo jumbo out of your mouth, I, I don't know. I, don't, sir, I hate it. Sir, okay. Speak the okay, goddamn language. I am speaking English. I speak 14 different dialects, Whatever. okay? I'm get, very get smart. Your, I'm smarter the, than the you. Show, the show is only 35 minutes. Okay. Okay, listen, wallahi, this is the what happened, okay? I tell you sincerely, this man, this young man comes into my store and he starts destroying my shop. He starts breaking records, uh, destroying, stepping on. He sticks number two pencils through the cassettes and winds them up and throws them against the wall. And this starts breaking and, and then he, he has the gall to try and tell me that my music from the 80s is bad music and only new music is good music. Your Honor, I want $35,000. I believe you have a witness. This is uh, your clerk. You, pimple face, state your name and, and, and your point of the story. Hi. Hi, hi your, your Honor. Hi, Your Honor. My name is Skippy Stevens. Skippy. After the goddamn peanut butter. Uh, my, my boss, Steve, uh, is absolutely correct and sane where he stated the fact that this other young man came into the store, starts going wild, breaking things, going crazy, sticking pencils through cassettes and saying that cassettes suck. Uh, check this out, Your Honor. You know what he did? What did he do? He specifically came in and broke all our Rush records for some oddball reason. Now, wait a minute. I mean. Wait a goddamn well, I, minute. Wait can you believe that? I almost had a brain aneurysm. I needed a bag to Shut breathe in. Shut the hell up. I am a humongous. Russian Triumph fan. I love Canadian bacon on my pizza. Anyway, anywho, son, everything these two gentlemen are saying. Now, did you go into these establishment and proclaim uh, your music 
to be better than the great music of uh, such bands as he just stated? Yes or no? <laughs> uh, Your Honor, you don't understand. It's a Young man, we're going to teach you a lesson. Bailiff, I want you to come over here. I want you to put your uh, golden bracelets on this uh, this uh, scumbag's uh, wrist. Already done, Your Honor. I even shackled his, his uh, thumbs. I've also shackled his big toe to big toe. Now, son. Along with mine. You, sir, are going to be incarcerated for 30 days in the hole. And you are going to listen to every album and cassette that you broke. And when you get out, you're going to go over there and you're going to fix everything you broke. Bailiff, how many days of community service should we give this scum on top of his prison sentence? Six months, Your Honor. Six months. I will oversee six months of uh, community service as he goes to your house and my house and arranges our lawn or backyard and cleans our windows and uh, polishes and details our vehicles. I love it. And I also want to make sure that he is at every SIACA establishment doing something for those dogs and kitties that don't have a home. You know what? I've had enough. I hate all of this bull crap in front of me. Please Bailiff? help me, Your Honor. What about my $35,000, Your Honor? My friend, in English, did you not hear what I just said? He is going to jail. He is going to go work for you and work what he broke off as time. The, uh, you you get it off the skin of his ass. You know what? Everybody here, I sentence everybody to 30 days in the hole right now. And we are all going back to the 80s. Carter Jordan. 30 days in the hole. 30 days in the hole. 30 days in the hole. All right, man, come on in.
You have tuned in to Back to the 80s Radio Show, the greatest 80s radio show on the planet. We are bringing the memories and nostalgia of a time that was not only better, but a time where we felt free. A simpler time. A time that brought out-of-this-world movies and music that will live on for ages to come. Thank you guys for sharing your valuable time with us. I want to ask you to leave us a review and five stars on whatever platform you listen to us through. Leave us a direct message on Facebook and let us know what show topic you want us to talk about. We also have, coming up starting next week, a special segment called The Suckboard. That's right. You heard it right. The Suckboard. It is a board where each week you can tell us what song, movie, event, or person in the 80s that you want us to have placed on The Suckboard. We'll also share it on our Facebook page and Twitter pages as well. And lastly, reminding you to tune into khits925.com to hear the greatest 80s playlist of music each weekend. And you're also going to hear shows such as the 80s album of the week, Banging with the Chang on Saturday nights, and Sundays from 1 to 4, Dr. D playing her favorite tunes of the 80s. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we can't do the show alone. We shouldn't do the show alone. Because with us is a man that sleeps with a life-size mannequin of Boy George. And that back in the 80s, he was seen convincing Getty Lee of Rush that he should keep on singing. We here at Back to the 80s Radio just call him the Chang. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, and all of the between, it is me, the one and only Chang, coming to you live from the radio dojo. Oh, yes, tonight is going to be another, how should I phrase this, Tusky? Changtastic show. We are continuing. Toscano, please let the angels sing behind me as we dive into oh, pop. What is pop? Is it sucky music, catchy music, or popular music? You are going to tell our listeners your favorite bands and music because you are a pop cultured prince. <laughs> Don't be a hater. We have a great show for you today as we continue to talk about rock and pop or the rock pop genre or the pop rock genre of the 80s. We have all the music you like and all the hate going back and forth from Chang's mind to your ears. This is Back to the 80s Radio. You probably don't know how much words can hurt, but cyberbullying is real. Whether it's in person or behind the screen, just a comment or an unnecessary share, words can hurt us all. Words can affect lives. Words can even end lives. This message has been brought to you by your friends that care. And now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Back to the 80s, hosted by yours truly, Toscano and Chang. And I want to address all the negativity that my partner in crime loves to bestow upon me and 
and feed into your subconscious mind before we even get five minutes into the show. My partner in crime, my brother, my homie, has painted me to be the bad twin. Oh, he hates everything. He's colorblind, so he hates color. We are continuing on a part two show called The Pop Rock Genre. What is pop rock? Well, pop rock is a fusion that has been popularized by whatever means, whether it be by radio or by commercial uh, reasons. It was successful music that used the elements from the form of rock, yet not having the same attitude of rock. Does that make sense? Jim? Yeah, dude, you make total sense. I, I couldn't have, I actually, I could have said it better, but you would have uh, directed it towards a hate speech. <laughs> I but, will not. Okay. Well, only if you start yeah. mentioning the bands that I like. Yes. Okay. But yeah, you nailed it on the head because what is funny that the, uh, cult phrase pop is even that because every artist that sets out to make a song an album or just put their music out be popular that means they want to be known they want their material known by everybody they want it popular correct but the term pop becomes a whole different uh entity on its own the phrase alone and it opened up the door for so many different artists and songs and and uh styles to pop into pop and who's to say is pop cheap is pop so good that it's that catchy is pop so good everybody wants to feel it look it be it are those part of the definition i don't know toscano it's for another time uh, you know what i i think you have a point there i think you have a, a real point there but also that it was, it, we have to keep in mind that pop and rock together, this fusion was aimed at a, at a younger market, right? At the youth market. And it was yeah. often yeah. characterized as a, as a softer alternative to rock yes. and roll. And uh, it was used in opposition to the term rock sometimes to describe a form that was more commercial mm -hmm. and more accessible. Basically, it was less invasive, less offensive in a way to the older crowd. And the older crowd said, yes, let's let's introduce this type of music to the younger audiences via radio, via MTV and and tell them that this is rock. But it's also okay. pop. I agree with you. Let me throw this at you. So we do we're talking 80s here, but yet both of us and our listeners are educated enough to know where the realm of the term rock and roll came from. So we are going back to which falls into pop, I believe, maybe the first pop artist, Elvis Presley, became popular rock and roll. Popular why? His style, his gutsy performance, his raw rendition of old-fashioned gospel and blues-sounding music in a rock and roll way to where he became a sexual icon, turned people on. His style, his movement, the way he played his music was a uh, bad boy, uh, ready for a fight, get up and dance, go against the normal. 
So in a, in a way, isn't pop music almost the same as the start of the rock and roll movement where we could also throw in Jerry Lee Lewis, a little Richard James Brown to a certain degree who also became popular from the soul and gospel, but also the true roots of rock and roll. The first time that the genre acquired its name was in 1954. The style, the rhythm, everything came way before from, uh, the, you know, the late 40s and the early 50s. Of course, it did originate from African-American music, uh, music such as jazz, rhythm and blues, boogie woogie, gospel, and even some country music. But rock and roll refers to a style that was popular music originating here in the U.S. in the 50s. And by, by the mid-60s, rock and roll had already developed into something else. It morphed into the more encompassing international style known as rock music. And then it took off from there with uh, all these types of variations and uh, subgenres from that. But yeah, you got that right. Rock and roll originally was exactly that, was exactly pop music. It was the popular music. You got to give it to the youth because the youth is the group that spread rock and roll to the entire world. And, the, and it spread like wild wildfire, brother. Would you say through the 60s and 70s, pop music was AM radio. Ra AM radio and the music it played was screaming to be its own in its free form style, which later became FM. So would would we say FM radio created pop music or could we say this? The term pop music, the identi identity of pop music really didn't become as quirky and as colorful and as commercial, wouldn't you say, until the 80s? in which we uh, uh, direct our show to. Now, remember, the 70s really wasn't called pop music. We had so many uh, uh, intermixings and cultures of music. Uh, we were coming out of Motown, uh, acid rock, hard rock, uh, cerebral rock, rhythm and blues, soul. So I think you could not classify the 70s nor the 60s as having to be a pop rock to what we see the definition of what pop rock is now today. Well, you know what? If you were to ask some of the musical critics, they're going to say, you know what? Pop rock was actually around from the 70s. Oh, I want to take it to a year before 1980. So from 79 on, pop rock just exploded. And with the advent of popular rock and roll in FM on the radio here in the United States, it just exploded. Uh, whatever channel you were listening to, whatever state you resided at back then, if you listen to FM stations, and of course AM, but mostly the FM stations, they started introducing all kinds of genres that they were starting to call rock and roll. They started referring to it as pop rock, even some easy listening stations. I remember here in uh, Southern California in Los Angeles, stations such as KBIG 104. Remember that station? 
That was easy listening, Coast 103.5. These were all stations where, you know, they read love letters and things like that. And they would play these songs sometimes that they would refer to as pop rock. But you'd listen, you go, really? That's rock? And it's just a ballad. You know, you got uh, Peter Cetera singing with Chicago, but that doesn't seem like rock. But so Now, when we come back, we are going to talk about bands that we think are pop. You're listening to Back to the 80s Radio. This is Toscano and Che. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's go on. Another band or artist I'm going to throw at you real quick, and you let me know what you think uh, on this band. Okay, it's a rock band. Not many people are aware of them unless you're pretty much from Southern California. Missing Persons, led by... Dale Bozio and Terry Bozio, which were a married couple. They were a kind of David Bowie-ish rock band, hardcore, great rock band. But yet MTV brought their career to a forefront to where the only song that was on uh, the FM dial, do you remember? Walking in L.A. Now, do you consider them pop all the way or... Do you think they get mixed up in that transition similar to you too, like you mentioned, which I, um, you know what they do have rock, uh, but they are, I would consider them more like a rock new wave kind of band, especially, uh, with their work with Frank Zappa, 1980, I would kind of say it's a rock new wave ish kind of a uh, genre. Now, Give me give me a band that you like that could fall on either you would call pop or you would just call something in their own. And I mean, is it rock? I mean, what is rock? We have alternative rock. We have punk rock. We have hard rock. We have classic rock, acid rock, uh, metal. What was one of what's a band that you can actually tell me right now without me hating that you think? is on that borderline yeah please later if you say the cure i'm going to throw my equipment down i'm not going to say the cure we talked about the cure last week yeah by they the way. sucked uh move along no they don't move but on. anyway let's move along <laughs> uh let me bring to you a a band that i believe mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. rock and roll kind of kind of okay. l- listen to my words kind of metalish at times okay but were definitely popular to the max, like they used to say in the 80s. These guys, if there's ever a pop rock band that you've had an encounter with, wore the most makeup, I think, out of any band that I've ever seen. They wore more Aquanet than any band that I've ever seen. And they literally, on their cover of their album, this band looked like all women at the time. Until you really look at them and go, wait a second, those are kind of manly features for pretty girls. And you find, and yeah, I'm talking about the one and the only, 
Chang's almost favorite, aside from the cure, poison. Oh, now, first of all, let me let me state ain't this. Ain't nothing but a good time, baby. It ain't nothing but a good time. Now, <laughs> Brett Michaels seems like the kind of guy I would probably get along with. But uh, anybody that's listened to our show before knows that I kind of offended Brett Michaels back in the 80s. I was, ineb- I was inebriated. Kind of. Uh, they were passing out flyers. I was on my way to the rainbow. I was, uh, like I say, I, I will state this again. I was yeah, I'm inebriated. glad you're explaining the story. That's good. Inebriated. Yeah. I had, yeah, blame it on the, uh, uh, on the I'll whiskey. I'll blame it on whatever I was under the influence of. But uh, no, I'd like to hear this. I was inebriated. I was. was... What did you drink? That? What did you drink, sir? I drank a Dr. Pepper with a cherry on top and some club soda. I had a non-alcoholic <laughs> beer and I smelled a bottle of Jack Daniels and I was inebriated. <laughs> so I was out of my mind. I propositioned uh, the lead singer of. Poison, who was passing out flyers with makeup and beautiful blonde hair. And he had a long jacket. I couldn't tell if he had breasts or not. And right. under the influence of uh, Changness, I propositioned him with a, a question or a joke. I, right. I said, oh, these gals are gorgeous especially with the blonde hair and the red lipstick, she probably could blow 10 golf balls through a rubber hose. (laughs) Is that what you said? And I looked up at him. I said, why don't you give it a try, sweetheart? And he responded with vocabulary much of the street that I am so familiar with. I can see where he got pissed off and wanted to fight you. So he was offended, and I, I had to quickly jump into my Changhood to protect myself with both my humor and my physical ability to probably kick uh, the lipstick off of his face and choke him with his own headband. So did you guys actually fight? No, we just had words. And my buddies ah. were between me and then Cece, and I think the drummer were between him. And I apologize, you know, and those dudes knew I did, but he was getting crazy. So I got crazier. And I said, you're the one that looks like a Barbie doll. Why are you coming at me? Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Do you sure. think that if you... If we, we were able to interview him, mm-hmm. uh, or remember? let's say we went to his concert, do you think that if uh, you showed up, he'd remember if you repeated those uh, words to him? No. Because now that I have him on 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 tape, as they would say in the 80s, uh, we can always play it back to him. No, I do not believe he would, because that was a long time ago. And you have to realize, right. these cats are famous. These cats have been everywhere. They've met all kinds of people. Brett Michaels has changed from the guy that I met back in the 80s so much as I have changed from the guy that I was in the 80s. So I think with time, maturity, uh, the busyness of life, visiting so many different places, he wouldn't remember because it's probably not significant to him. 
he probably got way more hate than I ever did that one. Oh, night. I'm sure of it. Oh yeah, you know? I'm sure of it. Yeah, I'm I'm positive. I'm positive. This is the one and only Back to the Eighties. When we come back, we are going to be talking more about pop rock, the bands that should be, that should not, the ones that we like, we don't like in the pop rock genre. So stick around. Listening to Back to the 80s Radio, Toscano and Chang here, and that was oh, LA's own favorite poison 
with ain't nothing but a good time, which, oh, good God, that is the 80s. No, I wasn't glam. I wasn't bam. And sure enough, ladies, I was thank you, ma'am. But man, that was a time. Oh, man. Hollywood, Sunset Boulevard, rock and roll. Hair didn't care. It didn't matter. That was the decadence of rock and roll L.A. And we would have never experienced that if it wasn't for Van Halen. Another band that we could see got categorized as pop music. Everything off of Diver Down, which is sad because it was the start of Van Halen using synthesized music, more catchy tunes, and where Diamond Dave did too much blow, got up and go, caught up in his ego, and then left the band after that. So I think we're talking about pop. What do you think about Van Halen, Diamond Dave leaving the band at that time? And do you agree with me that they got pop rocked a little bit too much in the head? Um. Well, look, I am speaking as a non-purist. And as a non-purist, but Holy lover shit. of rock. I'm a purist? Yes, you are. And lover of, or I should Bring say, the history I book. should say fanatic. Uh, fanatic Son of metal, of and if it's not metal, it's nothing. <laughs> that's that's what you are. You know what, Stevie Ray Vaughan, <sighs> Robert Cray, okay, okay, Jimmy Vaughan. Yeah, well, you gotta like some non-metal. Oh, you know, I accept it. But no, on a serious serious note, <laughs> I love Van Halen <laughs> as a rock band. Whatever. I never envisioned them. Sammy Hagar. <laughs> I never envisioned them, or never saw them, or I could never see that they were identified right. as anything no, other than you rock. You would have been afraid. No, I was not. Not, no. Penny loafers aren't accepted to no, a band. No, and I concert. didn't wear penny loafers. Whatever. I only wore penny loafers when I was like nine or ten. Other than that, Hard I wore believe. creepers or tennis shoes all the time, okay, my friend. Whatever, Adidas. I was a jock. Socks. What do you expect? Yeah, Adidas booty socks. Anyway. Uh, whatever. Oh, okay. okay. Baseball pants. Okay, pants tighter than... A ballerina. Uh, uh. All right, we continue. Yeah. Haircut as short <laughs> as a baseball jersey will signify. You got to get it up That's over right. that jersey, young man. Right behind Clean the cut. lower part of that, your ear. That was me. Clean cut. Cop. Sharp as a whistle. Mm, like police. Can out, outrun FBI, a roadrunner, my CIA. friend. CIA. That's right. Politician. Yeah. Anyway. The enemy. Okay. <laughs> On a serious note, uh, Van Halen, great rock band. I love it. I have nothing bad to say. On the contrary, what can you say other than good stuff about him, especially when, when Diamond Day was with him? I loved the band. Now, when, they, when he left for whatever his reasons were or the band's reasons were. That's a whole show. Uh, another show. We'll probably get into that. But for now, I can tell you that when Hagar got in there, it turned into a different band, in my opinion. It was, it was good. It was great, as a matter of fact. But it just wasn't the same, of course, as it's not the same when you have Queen with Freddie Mercury and you bring on an American Idol. And Adam Lambert. You know what I mean? It's just yes, not the yes, same. Yes, 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 yes. Okay? It doesn't have the same spirit. No, doesn't have the same not. soul. And whatever. That's fine. However, would I even identify it in the nth degree as a pop band? Never. 
Never in a million years. Totally rock. Were they popular? Hell yes. Did MTV have a lot to do that with that? Yes. Yeah, of course. You know, but uh, I don't blame them. They did great. They went all over the world. And today they are still known as one of the greatest rock bands in the history of that genre. Correct, Amundo. Now, it's funny that you bring up Queen, because that is another band I was going to ask you and our listeners about. Queen uh, reached that uh, hiatus in the 80s where they were struggling. They were different. They had conquered not so much in the U.S. as they did in the U.K., which I thought the U.S. was a bunch of suck-ass princesses who did not recognize Queen during the 70s and the magnitude of their music. But Radio Gaga is a song that comes to mind that was uh, up. But also in the 70s, uh, it was overplayed, uh, you know, with... Uh, so many songs, especially, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, which was overplayed more so. It was, I believe, 78 or 79. I could be corrected. One of those years is close. Queen, would you not say, got categorized as pop, but yet they were deeper than pop. But did they get popularized because they were so great or because of MTV at that time? You tell me. Um, I think it was definitely uh, MTV had something, uh, a big role in Queen getting a lot of recognition here in the United States, especially with their 1981 compilation album, The Greatest Hits. You know, with songs such as Don't Stop Me Now, that was a 1978 song and released in 1979, recorded in 78, released in 79. But this was a song that made it to this album and just exploded here in the U.S. along with of course, Bohemian Rhapsody and the, the We Are the Champion song that is heard till today in every single stadium around the world. It's odd that you mentioned what you just mentioned, because uh, it's it, it's funny in a way that during the 80s, you know, Queen got uh, kind of cast into that pop uh, kind of iconic status with the songs that we just mentioned prior to the 80s and in the 80s with that one album, that one song, MTV. But yet they came back in Live Aid and they proved to America that, yeah, you can be categorized as pop for a song, a certain style, an album, a freaking video. But yet we are rock and roll kings. And they proved that in the 80s to where it's great that we bring it up because they proved that, yeah, we could be known as pop because we are popular, but yet we are the kings called queen of the 80s. To the so core, it's a kind yeah. of a, a bittersweet that queen was pop to a certain degree with certain pop cultured songs where, you know, you can make a, a freaking Mountain Dew commercial with a queen song back then. You could put on MTV and watch a queen video, especially radio gaga over and over and over again but yet you know if you're as old as me like dirt and you hear a queen song you know you go all the way back to 1976 you know when they were like wow you know they popped your ears they like made your eyes stay 
you know, open, not even a blink. Your mouth want to sing just like that guy. You know, and they did it in the 80s, but um, like I'm going to say, brother, MTV came along, made a lot of bands more pop-oriented than what they started off to be. You know, let's give them props, though, because they did launch, relaunch a lot of these bands' careers to a different level. And that's what MTV did, believe it or not. Back to the 80s radio, this is Toscano and Chang. If you listen to rock and roll radio in the 80s, then listen to this. 
Toscano and Chang, they will transport you back in time, back to the 80s.
a Swedish rock band that released their album 1986, written by singer Joey Tempest, based on a riff from the keyboard that he made in the early 80s with lyrics inspired by David Bowie's Space Oddity. That was a final countdown by Europe Chang. You gotta admit, not only was this song catchy, yes, of course, MTV had a lot to do with it, but this song and this band, what do you say? Pop rock or not? Europe, to me, was pop rock all the way. Uh, you know, yeah, okay, they could play some music. To me, they're not a rock band, as in hard rock, but they're a band, classified rock, pop all the way. They looked the part, made good video front, good for the camera, catchy song, the final countdown, whatever. Every time I heard that song or saw that video, I was hoping that it would be the final countdown and not have to hear or see them ever again. That's what I think of Europe. Oh, listen. To you know him. what? I don't even want to go to Europe just because I think of the band. There, I said it. Here we go. There it is. Whatever. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Hate me if you please. There it is. Okay. I told you. I knew it. I knew it. We are talking about pop rock in the 80s. Whether bands deserve to be called uh, pop rock or not, hey, that's what we're talking about here today. I want to remind you guys that uh, if you get a chance or when you get a chance, please leave us a review wherever you listen to us on. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, uh, through iHeartRadio, TuneIn, uh, Amazon, or whatever or wherever you listen to us on, please leave us a review because it does help. Just ask you that favor. Leave us a review and five stars, five thumbs up or whatever you can give us. We'll take all kinds of thumbs, believe right. me, but it's right. always to have. It's always Especially nicer to on have social those thumbs media, up. Right, Toscano? A thumbs up or a thumbs down means one thing to me and my partner. You listened enough to care to tell us if you think we sucked or we didn't. And the hate is what we build <laughs> upon. That is right. That is right. Now, Chang, uh, having heard the Europe with a final countdown and your yes. opinion, oh, I can tell you for my me, ears hurt. for me, I like Europe. I like the final countdown. It wasn't my favorite band, of course. They had songs that I did like, such as Carrie. I, oh, I think no, they were a good band, not. and I'll no. leave it at that. Survivor was. Now, who do you have for me? After you kissed ass to Europe. <sighs> oh, man. I did not kiss ass. <gasps> I left it short, nice and now, sweet. Now, here's a band that is Here we go. influential, original, rock and soul, but no. yet MTV mm -hmm. helped them become pop and yet mm -hmm. this sure. one song Chang says became so. pop and here's my reasons was it pop because they were a different ethnicity to the rock and roll normal was it pop for the way that they dressed and looked was it pop because the song was so catchy and heartfelt that touched upon a humanity aspect as opposed to the song itself. I'm talking about living color, a cult of personality. And, oh my gosh. Pop all the way, no rock. Pop? Oh my gosh, no. 
No, take a hike, cult of personality. Okay. Living color, take a hike. Okay. Well, okay. Now, oh. here's where I don't agree with you. Everything that I mentioned about this band set this band apart from being a technically envisioned pop artist <sighs> to the term of pop artist, the special glow of pop or, or rock. But if you break this band down and dissect them, they are everything that I pointed out to be to a band of uniqueness, but yet pop. And you hate them, whether it be their unique or their pop. You, my friend, are no, a No, I don't hate them. But look, they're, they've got their early years from 84 to 86. Um, English-born guitarist Vernon Reed. He formed a number of bands, and after a few years, when that didn't work out, he formed Living Color in New York in 84. You know, he was he was known in downtown New York jazz scenes because of his tenure in uh, Ronald Shannon Jackson's Decoding Society. But mainstream success didn't come until around 1986, and they lasted up to 91. Then they had a second lineup and a breakup in 92 through 95. Reunions and subsequent events in 2000s till today, they're doing a thing or two. But no, they were rock. They were also funk metal because they did incorporate or they were heavily influenced by heavy metal. They were influenced by funk, jazz, hip hop, punk. So they kind of forged all of this into their music. It just wasn't my my cup of tea. Wow. And I'm a hater. And I'm a hater. I, I just didn't. I just, I, you know what? I Wrong. There's bands that you just huh. simply don't like. Right. Now, Rock I could listen funk. to them all day and all funk night and over the B-52s. I can tell you that right now. Oh, good comeback. The B-52s. Who was also a band that they said was now, pop rock, by the way. No, but yeah, you know, you brought them out. You brought, no, you brought them to the table. Yeah, I don't want to talk so about them, So let's cut them up. <laughs> like a meal. They don't deserve it. Okay, the the B-52s, I agree with you. <sighs> uh, to me, they are not pop and they are not rock. They're more of a... Hmm, what would you say? New wave, post-punk. How could I classify them? Post-punk, new wave, new post wave you know. Well, you know what? Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, nail, nail. Way to go, bro. I, I am surprised that you came up with that, especially you being an ex-police uh, uh, officer <laughs> or uh, someone of the uh, law enforcement. Wow. Uh, Social profiling no. at its finest. Yeah, no, that was that was my Any years group. with the three-letter no, agencies. That, yeah, that, that's No police force here, my yeah. friend. So they don't, so they do not deserve to be called just a punk group, but yet, their two songs, popular culture, correct? Which cast them into the pop yeah. realm, which is, it deprives that band of them being good for their style in their own genre. Look, man, music. if there was ever a band that yes. was as weird as could be, a band that you would probably hear in mm. Pee Wee's Playhouse, or a band that would appear in your dreams out of nothing, it would probably be the B-52s with... The Cure? No, no. The B-52s was more out oh, there. We're talking, look at the freak. songs like Rock Lobster and Planet Claire. No. Uh, uh, the Love Planet Shack. Planet Claire's a what great song. What the hell was the Love Shack? 
Now the love oh. shack is the you the love shack right there. That is the single that catapulted them into being categorized as pop music. That song sucks. Every time I hear that song, I want to hear a go-go song because that's equivalent to my ears going, wow, that set of songs sucks. And I don't need to be on PCH to realize <laughs> those songs suck. Here's the irony of this, that, yes, I may what dislike the, the band and the songs, oh, but we still play Lord. them. What? We still have to play them on K-Hits 92.5. Why? Because they no, are wait part. A I did not. They say are it. part of the '80s, and they deserve to correct. be on our correct. station. Correct. That's why. No, correct. No. Now wait a minute. Subconsciously, again, there you go, putting painting me to be a hater of both bands, where you hate the B52s, just hate them for them being the B52s, to where that's the only song of the B52s. I do not like, but yet you paint a picture like Bob Ross to those who are on their phone, not looking at the TV screen that I am, in fact, the only hater here. No, you're not. I am the hater, too. Of course, I'm yes, a hater of some of some music. You just happen to hate more music than I do. Oh, <laughs> All right. So let me let me let me give you one one band. This following band um I can already tell you. Look, this is not subconscious. I'll tell you right off the bat. I know you don't like them. However, I'm going to tell you this. This is in my top five bands of tell all me. time. This following band yeah. is in my tell top me. five bands of all time. They're very underrated. Bonjour. Uh, they've had uh, three singers. One of them lost his voice. He or, or two singers. One of them lost wow. his voice. The other one, who survivor, who, who was the best one, uh, ended up dying of a heart attack in 2014. And I, I got to tell you, when I did the 80s album of the week and I did the album from Survivor, mm, you, I knew it. you cannot remain the same because you know what? Every single, how can a band produce every single song on their album and be an instant, instant hit when you hear it and be so underrated as Survivor? And so when we go on break, uh, I am going to play uh, Desperate Dreams by Survivor. But I want to play it in conjunction with a choice of your own. Oh, uh, 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 of Toto? Oh, it, it could be Toto. I love Toto. Toto's my top three. Remember that. Okay, but you you want me to name my favorite song of Survivor? No, no, no. All I want you to do is, what do you think of Survivor? Do you think they were pop rock or not? I think they were pop rock. I'm saying it. They were awesome because they were awesome. Look, you know what? You can say what you want. Look, look, you can say absolutely anything you want, but I can, I'm going to tell you something right now. But I think the oh most recognized song God. of the entire 80s see, is Eye of the see. Tiger. You can play that song you anywhere see. in the world. No. With a younger generation, like a they're going to recognize that song and they're going to like it. Now, it's not my favorite Survivor song. Anyway, hit me with a band. Come on. Here's a band that I thought we've discussed this changed with two different singers the first lead singer died the soul of the band the band transitioned from blues rock to hard rock pop rock and i'm talking about acdc with none other than brian johnson i do like some of uh 
Back in Black, great album. Would have sounded better if Bon Scott was alive. No. Oh, you know, what do you know? When Bon Scott was singing for ACDC, right. you were playing probably with he-man figures. Look, Bon Scott was fantastic. Barbie. And Brian Johnson is fantastic. Okay. That's all I can say. Did this band become like Van Halen? Not at all. When Van Halen switched with Sammy Hagar, oh, it was something else. Bullshit. Bon Scott and Brian Johnson, it was practically an even move. Sorry. That's just how it is. Oh, that's ACDC why you like Sa- now, is I awesome. like Sammy Hagar with anybody else but oh, Van Halen. Oh, exactly. Me too. I don't Here like Sammy go. Hagar with Van Halen. I never said I did. I'm just saying. I don't like Brian uh, Johnson that, see, with once ACDC. Again, there you go. That's only something an audiophile purist would say. What, what the hell yeah. am I being categorized yes. as a hater? Yeah, continue. All right. You know what? All right. No. <laughs> uh, that's my band. By I the way, one coming ACDC. Up you want it? Let's do this. Or do Why you don't want we give the me? people what you call to be pop rock and I call to be rock. And let's okay. play a song that you want to hear from ACDC and I'm going to play Survivor Desperate Dreams. You are listening to Back to the 80s Radio with Toscano and Chang. ACDC, Back in Black. And don't you go nowhere, because we are coming back for the attack.
Survivor with Desperate Dreams. Chang, once again, one of my favorite bands of all time. Survivor and the one that you brought up, ACDC. I can't say anything bad of both. I can't tell you, ACDC, for me, pure rock. Survivor, definitely pop rock. Now, here's another band, Minute Work. What? Oh, uh, love Minute Work. Pop? All the way? Or one song, one hit wonder of pop. Because remember, after a... Uh, after- oh, no. They were definitely... No, they were not one hit... Yeah, they were not one hit wonders. Uh, they had great, great songs from many of their albums, but I would not say they were rock, though. Unfortunately, I am going to stick with the pop genre yeah, I would have all to the way. You. You know, one eye is on pop and the other eye is alternative, the beginning of uh, of alternative. Yes. They even have an infusion of reggae in a lot of their, in their style yeah. of playing. You, you know what, uh, similar to the band Madness, you know, with that kind yes. of uh, reggae, yes. the intro of ska. Cenk, I've got a, a, an artist who is also an underrated artist. With uh, He was an American rock singer, released an 86 lead single song from the album Can't Hold Back. I'm talking none other than Eddie Money and Take Me Home Tonight. This is Back to the 80s Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about Men at Work and Eddie Money. So don't go nowhere. i 
are discussing pop rock and some of the greatest popular songs to ever come out of the 80s. These are two of those. You got to admit whether you like them or not. Now, I want you I want you to tell the audience what you were telling now, me about Eddie Money during the break. I want bro, go into uh, that. What do you Just, think of it? I would love that. Oh man. Man. <laughs> okay, you know what? First of all, you're you're already misleading the audience for me to be just a hater, but I'm not a hater. Yeah. I'm a realist. Here's the reality. Eddie Money, okay? Turns, I love the storyline. New York police officer, you know, came out to L.A., smoked, what, five packs per, per one song? But <laughs> I've never understood how Eddie Money and Joe Cocker of the 70s could reach the magnitude and the popularity of the rock and roll status as they did. When if you listen to both artists, they're not singing. They're not Stevie Wonder. They're not George Michael. They're not Steven Tyler. They are not even a Huey Lewis. They're angry. Cigarette smoking cats. And yet their popularity. What is their style? What do you expect? Eddie Money, for example, not only was he pretty good at the singing business, but he also brought on very popular vocalists like Ronnie Spector in 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 this particular song with with that her, with her phrase "Be my baby." You know what? Granted, very good point. Ronnie Spector, a great great vocalist of the past. She has that eerie kind of Motown doo-wop last of an era singing voice and and it brought her back to fame correct we all know what her her right ex-husband did that chaotic sinister wild yeah. psychedelic yep. freak controlling little man syndrome bully pussy wussy phil specter was but yeah he did bring yeah well yeah. he did bring her out i gotta give you that but yet we cannot just say he is great because he brought out the legendary great Ronnie Spector. Well, he was great. I mean, he had hit songs. What do you expect? And they were popular. Well, you're giving him, so, you're giving him, you know, obviously, sorry you're to say that. I'm sorry you don't like for it. Being something it's great. too bad. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready for this one? Here. And we're talking about the Rolling Stones. Now, the Rolling Stones, rock and roll icons, straight out of rock and roll history with the Who, the Mozart Beatles, was alive, okay? Jimi Hendrix, Cream, to carry on the legacy that they did through all the decades. But the reason I bring them to point is during the 80s, of course, everyone out there knows what I think of MTV. Mad respect because uh, they created. And those that were good as well. They helped both They did help. They even helped the ones that were good. That sucked. Get more money and more drugs and popularity than they would have. Became pop. So they were no longer rock. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm telling you straight up right now. The Rolling Stones became pop in the 80s. No, they, well... Though they're pop rock. Oh, how could I say the Rolling Stones are still rock and roll because they're still living the rock and roll lifestyle. 
Yet the right, but they're billionaires, maybe millionaires. I won't go billionaires, but who knows? And they're still kicking ass and doing okay. what they did, but they're not the same band that they were with Brian. Yes, born in the Do you the remember 60s. Brian Jones when the Stones were asked? Not my in fault the you were 47 anyway, in the 60s. The Stones became pop with... <laughs> now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute, bro. Now, I, of course, I, that's right. You were. Now, you better slow okay. your roll or yeah. I will climb across Continue. the console, slap you five times before you can reach for your handcuffs or your taser gun. Because I'm that quick. Jack Sparrow. Yes. I hug trees. Oh, man. You son of a bitch. Anyway, the Rolling Stones became pop. The Rolling Stones became pop. When we did the album Tattoo You, it was all over Hollywood and Tower Records. But it was uh, the quote is the one to be your knight in shining armor. Anyway. Well, well you're right, was though. Probably when we became. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> the but I think you're absolutely right. They did become I pop. Just, yes, I just with that album. A lot of but but you have to admit that was a great album. <laughs> it was a great yeah. album, but it was more of their poppy. True. Emotional rescue. All right. A great song, but yet yeah. more poppy. You know what? I'm going to ask you. You have a lot of knowledge of music. Give me an artist that left a successful band that was popular in the 80s and prior with a different lead singer, but took off on their own to become a pop rock icon. Journey. How's that? You like that? Bingo. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say and it, but what was their most was popular song? I'm going to say... Their most popular song was Don't Stop Believing. I'm going to say Lights. No, you're talking about a song that you liked. I'm saying the most popular one heard on every station in America. Oh, you see? <laughs> why, 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 why do you have to depict me as the negative <laughs> one? You see? You see? That's what I thought. Because it was the most popular song ever from them. No, I stopped. I, I stopped <sighs> believing in that band All when right. that song came out. Let what me hit you, you with that? a band. Yeah. Okay. You're going to tell Whatever. me if they were pop rock Whatever. or if they were just rock or if they were just pop. My God, a band that started originally Jeez. in the late seventies became a full band in the eighties, and their extreme popularity mm -hmm. in 1985 at Live Aid coming in after Queen, of course. And I'm talking about my favorite band of all time. My number one band of all time. None other. The artists from Dublin, from Ireland. U2. U2? Iconic. Rock. They fell into the pop category, I think, because... They always change their style. And with changing your style and being an individual, people are going to grab to it. They're going to want to be like that. They're going to want to be the popular. But with you 2 they transcended to be pop because they were popular for 
reasons, not of their music that they put out because of their look, what they stood for. They're always changing, kind of like a chameleon uh, in the lizard family of rock and roll bands. So they went pop, yes, with that later album, The Zoo. But uh, rock stations only played certain songs off of every album. They did not open the listeners' ears to capture more tracks off their albums. So the songs they played, yeah, they became pop. That's all you could hear on the radio. So, yeah, they became pop. But I never thought when they reached the pop category was their music pop. But I'm talking about albums from Rattle and Hum and prior to that, from 87's uh, Joshua Tree album uh, to, to before, albums such as War, Boy, October, uh, uh, Under a Blood Red Sky, Unforgettable Fire. These are iconic albums from an iconic band. So coming up next here on Back to the 80s Radio, this is U2, Where the Streets Have No Name, followed by Journey. And don't stop believing on the one and only Toscano and Chang Madness Train.
the creature of the night. Back to the 80s.
Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio, and that was Journey. Uh, and, oh, yes, to our Steve Perry lovers out there, that was, yes, Steve Perry. And, and that was with Journey, not just Steve Perry. So let's, let's remember that. Every single 80s fan listening has their own point of view, and you know what? That's what makes this whole discussion so great, because we all have our opinions and you know what? Whatever song you like, whatever band you like uh, within the pop rock genre, that is perfectly fine. After all, we, we know that whatever you as a listener and I like is, is going to be pretty close. Uh, the Chang, on the other hand, well, we all know that, uh, uh, well, I mean, what can we say? You know, I mean, uh, uh, it, it's just so... Such a skewed point of view on, on music. But, you know, this show today for a part three okay, next week. We'll, we'll, we will we'll end some more. the show next week with a part three on Pop Rock. So I want to thank you guys for uh, for just making us a part of your day. And thank you for putting up with, uh, with the hate and the, and the banter back and forth. We love all 80s music. Um, and uh, it, it's just great being a part of of you as an 80s fan and you a part of us as well. So, Chang, I'm going to hit you with a band that was, uh, it was also an incredible band that you liked at first. However, you, I, you know what? I, I, I'm going to take this back. I know you liked the band at first, but I don't know if you continue to like it after the main singer of this band went on his own. All I can tell you is that this is one of the great bands of the 80s, and I just cannot get enough of this singer and his band. He is an English singer, songwriter, and drummer who also, also was at Live Aid not only in Wimbledon, mm. in England, but he took the plane oh. and arrived I know. in uh, at Live Aid oh. in the United States to perform as well. And I'm talking about none other than Phil Collins. And the song that I want to share with you guys today is In the Air Tonight. Ah, 1981. Oh, now Toscano, I got to tell you. Phil Collins took the drum kit with Genesis at the time when they started. Peter Gabriel was the lead singer uh, for Genesis. And then we all know Peter Gabriel left Genesis, uh, started his own music. And then his MTV uh, is another uh, stepping stone for another artist who probably wouldn't have done as well. I think, on his own, popular-wise, connecting with the audience, maybe I'm wrong, on his own as Peter Gabriel, as Genesis took off to the magnitude they did with Phil Collins, especially being a drummer and singing, reminiscent of the Eagles with Don Henley. Anywho, I have to say, yeah, Phil Collins, was a badass, but yet in the 80s, he had some ass-kicking tunes. His first solo album 
was pretty strong. I don't know. Oh After my that, gosh, you didn't just go there. Came you a just, little bit poppy. Oh, kind of maybe gave up gosh. on the emotion. No emotion. You just said he had no emotion. Writing, when writing he, after stuff the that first album. appears to somebody's heart as to the raw emotion. Uh, low emotion. I didn't say low emotion. I said low emotion. Uh, low. You know, the, the, ladies and gentlemen, you uh, need this to, is uh, to just what happens when you have one drink too much. Out of your head cans. Low emotion. Say what you will. Say. See? Yeah. You think like <laughs> exactly. Descano. And you love everything. That was good. That was good, brother. He's like, I almost, like that. It's like a hippie, but not. You were listening to Back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang, and this is Phil Collins, because I can feel it in the air tonight.
music that we will always say and reiterate that was way ahead of its time. It is still as relevant today as it ever was. From artists that we like, from artists that we don't, but they all held a uniqueness. They all held individuality. They all held their own particular style that made them so unique and so great. Nothing was the same. It all seemed different. Such music that uh, moved entire masses. It moved the entire world. It moved an entire generation and continues to do so as it does here on the show, Back to the 80s Radio. Thank you for joining us. Join us next week as we continue and finalize as we do part three of the rock pop genre, continue the banter, and we continue the hate, but we also continue the love. Because at the end of the day, we love the 80s, and we love 80s music. So on behalf of myself, Toscano, thank you for joining us today and always. We'll see you next week. Oh, Chang here before I release you to another Chang-tastic weekend. Remember one thing, you matter. doesn't matter who you are, what color you are, what you believe in. We're all here for one reason, to be Chang-tastic. Go out there and spread the love, share a smile, stand up for yourself, stand up for somebody else that is afraid to stand up for themselves, and always stand up for something bigger than yourself. I bid you all an adios, sayonara, aloha, arrivederci, hasta la vista, hasta mañana, hasta luego. And to all my bros on the south end of the beach, later bros, later babes, and to all my homies across the land, orale.